Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined by Jordan Brodus, writer also at Mavs Moneyball, as we continue our player previews going through all of the Mavericks probably the Mavericks that that mean the most <laughs> just going through those guys. I'm not sure we're going to do one on like PJ Dozier or Brandon, sure. Brandon Ashley, things like that. But Jordan, thanks so much for joining me, man. Thanks for having me. All right. We are talking about Nerland's Noel. Um, I might just let you talk the rest of the time. Cause I am very done talking <laughs> about Nerland's Noel. It has just I been, think, it's been a I whole summer does. of Nerland's. It has been, you know, it's uh, I guess I, I sort of, it was going to be that way anyways, I suppose, if he was signing a long-term deal or not. Um, it would have been nice to have had it done, you know, at the beginning of the offseason or even a few weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, I, I think if anyone is not interested in hearing about uh, projections of player contracts or locker room drama <laughs> or reading into any small little minute interaction with every player and coach, then this might not be the season to watch the Mavericks. This might not be the sport for you. You might want to move on to a different yeah, sport. Yeah, I guess I guess just the NBA in general. We're we're dissecting, you know, tweets and uh and uh secondary hidden accounts and you know look no a, look no further than so, the biggest story of the week right now, which is Kevin Durant, which we right. talked about on Lockdown Mavs a couple of days that's ago. That's right, yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's coming out as fast and, and hard all the time. And uh, our 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 former manager at the site, Tim Cato, did a deep dive. Man, he went he went full blogger on us and went into like he found his fake fake instagram account and oh, like did he, he really oh, oh man. i haven't he, seen that yet he has this whole thread on go to tim cato's uh twitter page uh, and look up this whole out. thread about kevin durant's fake instagram account not even <laughs> fake i guess it's real it just has a fake name on it yeah like the I, name I of saw a little bit of that. the name of the instagram is two streets that he lived by pushed together and that's some detective work his brother tagged him in one of these pictures like with that right. name right. earlier right. this year it's i Hats off to Tim Cato. That is not my thing. I'm not going to go like <laughs> stalk somebody online, but like, Tim Cato is yeah, apparently really good at it. Own. So any any future females interested in Tim Cato, just know <laughs> <laughs> he will find out anything. All right, we've talked about we've talked about things way too much. Okay, the biggest question for Nerlens Noel. I'm interested to see what your your question is. We haven't talked about this yet. Uh, yeah. because I've asked so many questions. Isaac has asked so many questions. People, the people have heard so many questions about Nerlens Noel, but what is the biggest question we should all be asking going into the season? Well, I don't, I think it could be easy to, to go deeper and dissect it and make it, uh, much harder than it really is. But I think it boils down to two different things. And the first, the first thing is a little bit more, uh, 
maybe a little bit more exciting of a question. And it's, you know, can he be um, a foundational, like, consistent contributing center on an every single game night every every night coming out putting up numbers that's a little bit more exciting to think about and and ask ourselves but i think it's i think it's quite simply can he be durable enough he he hasn't had he hasn't played much just in general he hasn't been in the league for very long but you know his the the biggest storyline of his entire career has been his health and an injury history. And if, if there's going to be any team, whether it's the Mavericks or any other, any other organization that's looking for a, a young center next summer, the biggest thing that they need to see from, from Noel is, can he be on the floor for a full season? Because you look at, you look at the other young centers in the league and, they're actually they're pretty surprisingly all very healthy. They're all whether they're contributing night in and night out is one thing, but they're all playing you know somewhere north of seventy seventy five games. Yeah, and you, you just want your best players out there, and for and you want players that you're trying to figure out what they are. You want those players out there as well. I mean, yeah, besides Anthony Davis, a lot of these you know big guys have been really really healthy, and that's kind of a surprise. And it that's the way that you know the NBA is going with health and with um you know fitness and with diets and things like that and uh knees have just been a thing that we haven't really figured out yet look haven't really figured out a bionic knee situation so uh yeah health is gonna be big for him i had somebody tweet me today and said if nerland's only plays 20 games is he going to be on the mavericks next year that's well it's a great question yeah that's a great question i i that's the that's kind of the twofold part of what i've been wondering about nerland's Noel the last two weeks is would would the mavericks if i'm the front office would i like to see nerland's noel come out and play you know so i i looked at i looked at like the 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 10 young centers that are either already making superstar money or are getting ready to make superstar money <laughs> yeah. it's it's sort There's of the same guys that, that you and isaac talked about uh you know in your starter rankings and there's about half of them that are making over 20 million dollars already and there's four or five that are getting ready to in the next two or three summers that are going to be offered those those major deals or will at least be considered for those major deals and most of them are playing a lot of minutes and they're playing almost full seasons but if you're the front office in Dallas would you like to see would you like to see Nerlens Noel come out and play like 50 games where he puts up like Hassan Whiteside numbers where he's putting up you know 18 points 14 rebounds and two blocks that's what he was averaging last year or would you like him to come out and play 75 games and have you know 10 points seven rebounds and two blocks. And I, if I'm the front office, I want to see him play 75 games. Yeah, you're almost asking me what I'd rather have, like Joel Embiid, or what I ha- rather have, like right. Steven Adams. You know, like that. That's, that's the that's, question. That's almost literally what I have written down here in front of me because I think I think like to me a successful season, and maybe that's getting into the next part here. But like Steven Adams, 
is making that he's making $22 million next year. He's around Nerland's Noel's age. He's been very, very durable, which is obviously very different than Man, Steven Adams seems so Noel. much older than Nerland's Noel. Like I know. <laughs> I, I was shocked. I was shocked when I saw that he was only 24 because he's just a giant, like human cement species. brick man. Yeah. Uh, and he's played, he's played like nearly every game, every season that he's been in the league, but Gosh, he's putting, I am up, older than Steven Adams. That's so weird. Oh, I'm, I'm much older. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's crazy to think about, but he's, you know, he's making $22 million, which I think we all would have been okay with at the beginning of the summer, Nerland's Noel making. And he, he put up 11 points, eight rebounds, a block and a steal a game last year. And those are like, that, that's. Those are attainable numbers. They're not crazy numbers. They're not something that you would maybe necessarily imagine a superstar player or a highly paid player making. But it's certainly something that Nerlens Noel is capable of if he's healthy. And that's in 80 games. And then you look at Joel Embiid and he's putting up, you know, crazy wow, numbers. Yeah. <laughs> 20 points, 8 rebounds in only 25 minutes, but only 31 games. So I think the biggest question going back to that is just his durability. I would rather see him put up maybe just make a little bit of improvement on what he averaged last year or maybe what even his best season I think was his rookie season. If he's putting up a little bit better than those numbers, but he's out there on the floor for 70 plus games, that tells me a whole lot more than if he comes out and, you know, goes insane and dominates, but only plays half the season. My big question for Nerlens, uh, the health is obviously it's the, it's a huge one, and I almost put that aside because that to me is just an obvious. You know, if the, sure. health, the health is not there, then it's you know. Sure. I try to try to dig a little deeper than that, Jordan. Yeah, I understand. I understand. <laughs> the, you're, uh, you're a professional podcaster, so. <laughs> well, you wouldn't know it by the start of this podcast that I did three times, but <laughs> the uh, the big question for me is, can Nerlens become not just an impact player, but can Nerlens' impact? Uh, can he impact the entire team to the sense that you could build a defense around him? And can he impact the team so much that Carlisle has to play him in crunch time? Because that's a great question. If he, if he, if he's not, then what are like, what, what are we arguing about? What are we paying for? Because Isaac and I have talked about a lot that we, I don't know if Nerlens is going to be playing. I mean, they'll do the defensive substitutions, Dirk for Noel, you know, they'll yeah. go back and forth as they, you know, take timeouts and things but is Nerland's good do you think would you see Nerland's in a crunch time lineup for the Mavericks well I you know I've me and my dad have gone back and forth about this for the, the shout entire out to your summer dad. yeah my dad Doug Brodus he uh he actually <laughs> he wrote a fan he wrote a fan post he he just he used to write for Bleacher Report uh but he wrote a fan post about Nerland's Noel just uh at the beginning or at the end of last week that is sort of about what we're talking about here with Nerlens Noel and his like ability to stay on the floor. Um, but you know, in a game, let's, it's going to be a tough season, but if there's there, if there are games that they are, they are close or they are trying to make a remote comeback, you've got to imagine that assuming Dennis Smith jr. Stays on the floor that it's going to probably be Seth Curry in there yeah. and bumping everyone down and, and Dirk playing the five because they have a lot of success offensively with Dirk playing the five. And so it's, it's hard to imagine, you know, convincing yourself that, that Noel is worth what he says he's worth if you can't, if you can't let him be on the floor enough 
at the end of games because that's I mean that's what it's all about you can talk about starts but that's in the end that's what it's all about and so it's going to be an interesting tug of war between I guess both maybe Dennis Smith Jr. and Seth Curry offensively to see in those crunch time moments but even Seth Curry and and Nerland's Noel because <clears throat> excuse me because I imagine that that that's sort of going to be riding the hot hand or seeing how the matchups work out to see if to see what makes sense and I and I can see Rick Carlisle turning to Seth Curry or I guess turning to Dirk at the five in those instances yeah it's going to be one of those similar situations to DeAndre Jordan where they can't play him in the in the fourth quarter and for him it's because of his, right. his free throws but for the Mavericks it's because they have a better option which is kind well, of and it's, kind of weird. it's sort of that it's sort of that Stephen Adams Oklahoma City situation with Ennis Cantor Cantor is is an offensive post player, but because he's such a defensive liability, he can't play at the end of games. And they're paying him something like seventeen, eighteen million dollars. He's making like Wes Matthews money, and yeah, they can thank Portland for that. It's just for matching hard. that deal. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so it's it's interesting to I know I know you especially are a proponent of not putting dollar signs over over guys' heads, but. Uh, it's hard as you look at this season, the way it progresses with, with Nerland's Noel to see how do you value someone if those situations do come up and you look at the end of game situations and he's not on the floor the majority of the time. Napa it takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 Putting a dollar sign above a guy's head, what's the best case scenario for a player making $4 million that is going to be a pretty big impact player? <laughs> I mean, that is a really, really good deal, at least for this year. If you take that totally in a vacuum, if you just only look at it in this year, it's a really, really good deal. It is. It is. And and it's a great – after the initial shock of him actual take, actually taking the qualifying offer, there's a lot of positives for a team that's trying to rebuild and restart the foundation with a bunch of young players to have – you know, you would, you would have liked to have known and have it solidified this summer, but to have the option of kind of having this test run on a cheap contract – to say, you know, let's see if this works. Why don't you prove it? We'll prove it and see what happens. Yeah, the more I thought about this deal, the more I said, okay, you know, Mavs fans are upset because he didn't sign a long-term deal, but this is the best-case scenario for the Mavericks, for sure, because you're not sure. put, you're not putting a huge investment in, you know, a guy with these knees that I, I walk into the locker room and look at his knees and with all the ice, like, honestly, there's more ice than knee on, <laughs> like, <laughs> like on him at that point. There's just so much ice going around. And uh, I say, man, like if we could just give this guy a full year, full year run, like a test run and, and see if it's going to work because you get, if he gets through this season, then yeah, you're looking at something that you know, could work out long term. But if he doesn't, that, that's a major question mark above his head on top of the fact that you're not really sure how well he's going to fit with the rest of the pieces. I mean, you can, pro- you can project and you can look and see that, yeah, he's, you know, defense, defensive presence. He can do defend you know on the perimeter he's a good pick and roll guy for Dennis Smith Jr. but you got to put the pieces together still I mean 
stuff has worked on paper and has you know not worked out in the NBA so many times. I mean, look at the 2012 Lakers; they were gonna go, right. make a run to the title with Steve Nash and Metta World Peace and Kobe and Dwight Dwight right. Howard and Pau Gasol, and that team just flopped. I mean, yeah, there, there's so many variables still in play. I mean. Even simply just because Dennis Smith Jr. is now in the picture to see how he fits with Harrison Barnes and how he fits with Nerlens Noel and how those pieces come together, uh, there's certainly no guarantee that it all works. I guess in the in the back of my mind, since they've had Nerlens Noel uh, since the you know the middle of last year, I've always had like slight memories of the beginning of 2014-15 season with hmm. with Chandler back and Brandon Wright and that those that first like whatever it was 25 games before the Rondo trade that offense was so much fun to watch yeah. uh, that it's hard to not look at at what Nerlens Noel does because he can kind of do some of the similar things that Chandler does and some of the similar things that Brandon Wright did. Um, and have him out there on the floor with such an athletic point guard, it's it's exciting. But you're right. There's there's certainly no way to know. So even That's why you like, play the games, Jordan. You gotta yeah, play the games. Yeah. And the same people that, that are upset that they didn't sign him to a deal or just offer him all the money would be furious with the front office if, you know, we hit January one and Nerlens Noel has another major injury. They would be destroying the front office. So yeah, it could be bad. It would. It's it, not a simple situation. It could be a Chandler Parsons situation, and I'm I'm writing about yeah. this now with I'm I'm doing the Harrison Barnes preview, and so I'm looking at you know that that deal that we could that the Mavericks could have given to Chandler Parsons, and it could have looked totally different. It could, this the Nerlens Noel situation could have been that you could you could be dodging a bullet here with it, but. All right, Absolutely. we got we got to move on to uh, what's your best case scenario? All of these I've been taking out out injuries, so you know, say Nerlens Noel plays a normal like seventy five games, like here yeah. or there, dinged up a little bit, but you know, nothing that is too major. So, what's your best case scenario for him as a player? I think um, just like raw statistics. I think if he's putting up, you know. I mean, best case scenario, if he's putting up like 15 points, eight rebounds, two blocks, maybe a steal a game, uh, and playing, you know, somewhere around 30 minutes, I think that's that. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big jump to ask for a guy who's still new to the system, relatively, and is just getting accustomed to playing night in and night out. Um, that would be kind of a top of the line scenario. That's a little bit less than a guy like. Uh, like I said before, Hassan Whiteside or a Rudy Gobert or something like that. Uh, like I said before, Adams is, I think, a pretty attainable uh, production standpoint uh, for him to hit. Um, and then outside of that, I think building a chemistry with Dennis Smith Jr. and Harrison Barnes has got to be just as important as any sort of statistical uh you know check mark because i think um there's this is still this is a pretty early stage of this rebuild and um i think there's a lot of you know there's a lot of optimism with dennis smith jr and his ability and what he can bring to the organization but uh the 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 ultimate scenario here would be to see the two of them or even the three of them uh blend well on both ends of the floor that to me would be more exciting than any sort of 
you know, if he's putting up big numbers. Let me ask you a quick question while we're talking about best case scenario. What do you think about Nerland Zoel's jump shot? He he tries so many jump shots before a game. I mean, he he's out there every yeah. game. Every game that I saw him, he's taken you know like I don't know twenty five jumpers or so before the game, trying to warm up, and he's really trying to work on that. Do you have any thoughts on that? That's an interesting question. Um, I I mean, admittedly, knew you know kind of surface level about him when he was in Philadelphia. Um, and I didn't even know that that was something that he would be attempting until <laughs> he would I saw try. a game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I saw, I, you know, I, I remember seeing in the first couple games, and I, I don't have numbers in front of me of, like, what he would have been shooting from the floor. I thought it looked better than I would have expected. Um, I don't know that it's going to be anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think it's I don't think it's something that he should be required to do or asked to do. If it's something he develops, great. Um, I mean, there's like an element of like like when Serge Ibaka started stretching his game and shooting from the yeah. three point line, it was like great. But also like, is this something we really need? <laughs> um, like, I don't I, I I don't know that it's something that is is completely necessary. I think the dynamic completely shifts when. You know, when the day comes that Dirk is no longer on the floor and the balance yeah. of the floor will be a lot. Yeah, uh, the balance of the floor will be a lot different. Obviously, Harrison Barnes has a decent two point jumper. Um, and so maybe I mean, Carlisle's such a genius when it comes to that kind of spacing and and getting guys open. I don't know that his jump shot is something that's necessary, but it's an interesting element that uh I think he's he's a little underrated with that and maybe a little underrated off the dribble. Oh, interesting. I've seen I've seen a few few things off the dribble from him. I bet nobody else out there the entire summer or maybe even the season is talking about Nerlens Noel's jump shot. That's what you get from this podcast. We talk about the things <laughs> no one else does. All right. Without injury, what is your worst case scenario? We'll end on this. What is your worst case scenario for for Nerlens Noel as a player? Um and we'll take contract going included because I think this is part of it. Uh, and I don't put the, not necessarily the money for this year, but let's just say he's got the one year. What's the worst case scenario for Nerlens, the Mavericks, everybody? Uh, I mean, for the Mavericks, the worst case scenario is that they're back to square one and they didn't find the guy they thought they had. I don't really feel like they gave up much to try, to try this out. The biggest thing they gave up is just more time of, you know, pursue, they could have been pursuing someone else, I guess. So from a Maverick standpoint, that's probably the worst case scenario. Only second to giving max money to him simply because just giving up max money is giving up max money and there's always cap gymnastics going on. Um, I think for Noel, uh, worst case scenario is, you know, even if he's out there playing, if his if his numbers dip, if he, if he shows because he's been playing a full season that maybe his rim protection isn't as strong as, you know, it's been hyped to be, or, um, if he just kind of plateaus at where he is with given more opportunity this, this season, cause we assume he's going to be given more opportunity. Um, that's a worst case scenario for him because he's put a lot on the, on the line for this, the next, you know, 10, 11 months. He's, he's put a spotlight on himself and so there's going to be a lot of that and then uh you know sort of opposite of what we said before uh i think there is you know at least a little bit of a reputation of him being 
having a bit of an attitude or something like that. So if he, I don't, I don't see that happening. I wrote about that earlier, uh, I guess a couple weeks ago, right after that qualifying offer happened. I think that's why you have the veterans that you do around. I think that's good. Yep. I think the, that locker room dynamic, uh, it won't affect, I guess uh, I'll say, I don't think it'll affect the rest of the team necessarily. That doesn't mean that it'll s- prevent him from having those behavior issues. Um, Maybe similar to I don't think it'll get to this point, but maybe similar to the end of the Rondo time uh, in Dallas, where the team just sort of said, like, you do you and we're going to do us and you can go do your thing. That would be worst case scenario because that's bad for him moving forward to whatever other team um, uh, that he decides to go to or, uh, you know, just in terms of trying to make the money that he's trying to make. I can see it now. The headline on the Smoking Cuban. Mavs Moneyball writer says Nerland's Noel situation will end like Rondo's does. <laughs> That's a great way to end this podcast. We will see. There's a lot of what-ifs with Nerland's Noel this season. I'm excited to see it. Jordan, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. Peace out. Boom. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.